even at my age, you're still learning every day, kids. Um, you know, <laughs> life is all about how much you can learn. Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Shai. I'm in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks on the prices that make for good bets using the mathematical model I have built known as Sideline for games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. Get you here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new. For some explanations and community rules, remember if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. Cost under $1 per day. You will get first five money lines, run lines, totals, all sorts of goodies, uh, and access to our Discord chat. A lot of fun hat over there. If you're looking for just the A-plus play of the day, a little bit of a cheaper cost, you can do that at Black Book sports that like also in the show description that'll just get you the a plus play of the day uh which continues to a rock and roll with another win on the marlins here uh on tuesday night remember that sports are unpredictable so the discussion of this show projects a typical game is not trying to forecast it to a t as a foolish and impossible goal there are no right sides or wrong sides or other prices where any side should be played whether using my model or simply identifying what you think the price should be on both sides that makes for a good investment, that's what's going to be key to growing your bankroll over time. Instead of draining it, there are ups and downs, but that balances up the long run. It's just hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So while the long-run profitability of this methodology has been proven winning every single day, it's an impossible reality for any gambler. Because, uh, Jared, the way to ensure that we have no uh, little munchkins visiting us is record at 1030 at night. They're all yeah. in bed. Yeah. Yeah. And that means I'll probably have like an hour until mine comes and tries to get in bed with with uh, Miss Cousin Jared and I. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, yikes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tuesday was a good day here, it looks like. Uh, Jake was talking yeah. about hoping to end on a good note. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dodgers had 4 nothing right now. Hopefully they hold on for us. Uh, yeah. We got the win. Um, I don't just know who we, with the win. we got the win with somebody. Yeah, just need, just need one more run in the Giants and Angels for that over to hit. Yeah, just need one more run there. Uh, Mariners... Uh, up to nothing right now, but you never know with the Mariners uh, what's going to happen, and we'll talk more about them uh, later on. We just missed the Blue Jays, lost by lost by one one nothing. Uh, yeah. Kind of nailed the whole Guardians can't hit a lefty thing. Uh, yeah. I'm just shocked the Jays didn't put up more runs. That's what we always talk about. Sports are unpredictable, right? That stuff happens. You can't really predict that, uh, and that's why we always talk about you know no one's should be evaluated on one uh, one pick. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. It's yep. all about the long run and the long run that's going to balance out. But every once in a while, a team like the Jays does get shut out. Uh, cousin Jared, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Now I feel like, uh, for, you know, doing a night recording here. Uh, I think the biggest thing here about when you record is just every time we get into a rhythm, I like to change it up and keep uh, you and Jake on your toes. Yeah. Hey, that, and that's why we're here. We just kind of go with the flow. So I, I'm good. <laughs> throw, throw whatever you got at me. All righty. Well, we've got uh, three good ones to talk about, and like we like a traditional Wednesday, unlike last Wednesday, which was weird. Uh, we have spread them out throughout the day. We've got an afternoon game, a night game, and a late game for you here. Uh, but before we get to it, some reminders: please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. If you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the MLB, college basketball, college football, or NFL content that this channel provides. You can see how I scale my picks on the 
Google Sheet. It's got the season results, metrics of all sorts, uh, all sorts of goodies in that Google Sheet. That link's in the show description. But with the scaling with the picks, as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Afternoon slot here. Because, Jared, I love this one. Uh, you know, it was really a tiebreaker between the A-plus play of the day, between what's turning out to be that. Again, if you're with us on Dub Club, you have that already, but if it wasn't that one, it was this one. And I love them both. And so for those of you who, uh, you know, go a little bit off, off script, if you wanted to play this like an A plus, I think that's a pretty reasonable move here. I'm not a big fan of Adrian Hauser, uh, for the Brewers model gives him a one Oh three grade right around league average. His underlying metrics are worse than his four nineteen ERA. Uh, but there's just not much to like about this Rockies team right now. Kyle Freeland, one of those, pitched a pretty good game here on Tuesday night. Chris Flexen, not one of those things to like about the Rockies. 782 ERA, advanced metrics say it should be in the fives, which is still really bad. Uh, this Rockies offense, one of the worst offenses I've seen according to its uh, the projection on them. You know, they, they've had a few games where they've scored a few runs. Absolutely. They, they lit up Adam Wainwright, which I guess just, I think says more about Adam Wainwright yeah. than yeah. it. Uh, but this Rockies offense is just a shell of itself. If they've traded away guys, they just don't project well. I know they've scored a few runs here, but I think the, over the last two months of the season, this Rockies offense is just going to score very, very few runs. And the only runs they're going to score are going to be because of things like extra innings, which is what they did on Tuesday night and or uh, playing at Coors Field. According to sideline, the Brewers win this game. Uh, 76% of the time, their correct price should be minus 313. You can get a minus 217. That's that's a full dollar cheaper. Now, again, the probability, we always talk about the probability and the, and the money line, it gets a little bit weirder out there the further away you get from even money. So it's not yeah. uh, 100 percent you know, points there is not the same as other points around even money, but still it's quite a difference. Easy a grade play. According to sideline, the brewers cover the run line 59% of the time. The correct price there should be minus 143. Anything minus 124 or better would be an A grade. Right now I'm seeing minus 110 on the run line. I'm going to split the difference, play the Brewers minus one. The implied odds, if you bet exactly the amount on the run line that you would win on the money line to create this minus one market, the implied math there makes that be a minus 166 play. Uh, if you want to play it safer, uh, put the money line, that's, that's fine. Uh, just don't, as always, right, sports are weird. Don't put, you know, the Brewers money line in seven money line parlays, right? That's not good smart betting no. uh but it's a smart pick if you if you want to do a you know a little two-teamer brewers are a smart pick if you want to play the run line at the minus 110 that's a smart pick i, I love it whichever way you slice it cousin jared what are your thoughts yeah so personally i'm gonna be playing this on on the money line myself just because this is a smidge over uh minus 200 right now so that's still in the realm of hey that that's un not too unreasonable if this got out to like minus 250 that's when i would look at you know maybe trying to to lay a run kind of with the combination of things that you mentioned or just lay the run and a half at that point yeah i want to focus in on chris flexing here uh almost two standard deviations worse than the average MLB pitcher, you don't get to fade that kind of number very often because uh, usually, like, it's terribly mispriced the other way. If you've got a really, really bad pitcher yeah. going, yep. um, you know, it's mispriced the other way. And sometimes you find yourself having to back guys like this. But yeah, and it's, it's, it's like back in the it's like what you back in the Jets in the NFL, the old the old Jets, right? Maybe not the new Jets, but that was the yeah. the long running for for years, right? It was like it was like, gosh, they're giving me so many points, I've got to take them, you know. And you you take yep. seventeen and a half, and they'd be down seventeen in the first quarter, and you were like. What did I do, right? But at some point, that was that was the conundrum. That, you're right. A lot of times, bad pitchers. That's exactly what happens. You get these massive odds, and you're like, I, I, do I have to? <laughs> yeah, usually, yeah. Yeah. You don't get to fade them. They're really bad ones. 
Yeah, exactly. So you got to capitalize on this opportunity when you can. Uh, and Chris Flexen starts this year. He has given up two runs, eight runs, four runs, six runs. And that was when the Mariners said, well, I've seen enough of that and relegated him to the bullpen. Uh, and then when he got traded over to Colorado in the two starts since then, he gave up uh, five run, uh, six runs, excuse me, against Oakland and then gave up only three runs against St. Louis. But somehow that threw that started against St. Louis when he gave up three runs, you would have thought, oh, all of his peripherals are going to get better. His fit actually got worse after the three-run start at St. Louis. This guy has a minus one war and only 50 innings pitched. Um, that, that's pretty impressive. So he'd go all in on Chris Flexen like this. I'm sure he's a great guy. Um, sure but, isn't well, uh, well, I don't actually, I don't know. We don't, we don't know if he is or not. Maybe someone will say he's yeah. a jerk. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. We don't, we have no idea. Um, probably, uh, his, his mom's probably a nice lady, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, it's, you know, significant other, whatever, but yeah. Uh, yeah. it's always tough. And we always talk about that, especially when we get football, right? We, we dog on the football players too. And it's like, they're all still better athletes than us. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're not trying to yeah. say that we're just saying like, it's just unfortunate that we're having to compare you to like the top you know, point zero zero one percent of these athletes in the world. Uh, yeah. and, and it's just, it's tough times for Chris Flexen. Uh, I wasn't quite planning on doing it right now, but let's just jump right to it. And that's our pitcher sure. prop of the day. Chris Flexen under three and a half strikeouts. You can see here at outlier.bet, uh, his starts here in the 2023 season. Like we talked about a few of them with the Mariners here, uh, did not go very well. I think part of the reason why his FIP went up in that last start against the Mariners, as you can see, did go five innings, but only two strikeouts. And part mm. of, uh, a FIP and some of these advanced metrics, just for those of you who don't know, part of that is strikeouts. Why do strikeouts matter for pitchers? Well, they, they didn't really matter back in, you know, the 1930s, right? It was a different game. But today, strikeouts for a pitcher are pretty indicative of underlying stuff. If you're not getting a lot of strikeouts, it means your stuff's not very good. People are be putting the ball in play. Uh, and that's why we always talk about those three true outcomes, strikeouts, walks, and and home runs, that those are kind of the things that home runs mean you're getting crushed. Walks means you're not finding the zone. Strikeouts means your stuff's good. And so when you look at those things, those are some of those underlying metrics uh, that we talk about. We could dive even deeper to that, right? Whiff percentage, you know, stuff like that, uh, which then of course leads to those things. Um, you know, as well, but you know, that's going to be your first level underlying metric is something like FIP, which looks at strikeouts and uh, only two strikeouts in that uh, Cardinal start. We're going to go under three and a half Ks. It's got some juice on it. I just don't see, uh, you know, I, I think this number should be higher here. I think this should be more like minus 200. That would be two out of three. I think if you play this game three times, I think he goes under twice and goes over once. It's not impossible that he can't get over. You've seen he's gone over a few times here. Uh, even at a start where he only went three and two thirds uh, here against Oakland. The thing is, uh, he's just not a high strikeout guy. And you can see that with some of these lower numbers here. You can see that over here, his strikeouts per nine, 6.22. Um, he's already faced the Brewers once this season. I think that's advantage Brewers because, uh, A, yeah. Uh, a couple of the guys in the Brewers now weren't even on that team, but but the ones that were kind of have seen him now and know they have tape on how did they strike you out? What, what did he do well? Um, which, as we talked about, isn't much, but he did a few things well with some of those strikeouts. Yeah. And now they kind of know exactly what to do against him here. I think he might get run early. The other thing of note is that the Rockies got six innings from Freeland on Tuesday. They got five outs from somebody I'm not even sure I've actually heard of uh, before, but... Uh, it, it, they only use, I think, four pitchers in that extra game. Nobody got taxed too much. You know, the, the Rockies want to go out there and win, right? The, the management probably doesn't. They don't really care at this point, right? But the players want to win. The manager wants to win. There's no reason for them not to have a quick hook on him. Uh, bullpen's fairly rested. Flex is not a good pitcher. They're just going out there asking to get as deep in the game as possible, 
What does that mean? That means he's not going to be throwing hard for strikeouts. And that's what you saw against the Cardinals last time to try to get deeper into the game. He wasn't trying to get strikeouts. He was just trying to get guys to put the ball in play. Uh, it also means that when he starts struggling, they're going to be like, well, you did what you could, and they're going to go to the next guy. So he, it just doesn't seem like he's going to get deep enough uh, for this to be likely to go over under three and a half Ks for Chris Flexen. Because, uh, Jared, any last thing to pile on uh, this poor fella before we move on to talk about the total in this game? Yeah. Um, so I, I know I've heard you mention this before, and I think it was in regards to ERA, but how many innings generally does it take for a, a stat like that to, you know, kind of level off? And does that same number apply for like something like whip? So yeah, ERA is one that takes a long time to level off really and kind of balance out. You're talking, you know, hundred innings for, for the most part, uh, you know, something like that. Whip is one that gets there a lot quicker. Uh, you know, okay. the, the FIP, XFIP gets there, XFIP gets there a lot quicker. Uh, walk rate, strikeout rate can get there in a hurry. I mean, you're talking about okay. uh, after the two month part of the se- two month mark of the season, the only things you should really be putting a ton of stock on if someone's changed or something like strikeout walk rate, which are two of the three key components uh, to FIP and XFIP. So uh, yeah, those things can happen pretty quickly with regards to is a pitcher legit or not. You don't need that many innings, uh, 50 or so like he's had this year. And that, that gives you a pretty good idea about things like uh, the strikeouts, the walks and, and, and that sort of stuff. Well, good. That's what I was hoping you would say because in 50 innings, his whip is 1.93. So it's not good, Bob. That's that's shocking. I, I didn't know it was that high. That yeah. and I guess it is. It's right there on the screen. Uh, yeah. You know, right here, one point nine three. That's just incredibly high. I cannot believe it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and again, I, I don't want to. I, I, if he's a nice guy, I apologize if him or any of his family or friends are watching this. Uh, yeah. You know, he's he's a, he's an incredible pitcher, incredible athlete. Just again, he's compared to the really really top of the top. Yeah. But uh, it's really unfortunate when. Uh, you know, it seemed like the Mariners has so many good young pitchers that they can yeah. take the, a guy like this and be like, actually, we don't even need you. Who cares? Yeah. And yeah. go to some of those young pitchers and then you get picked up by the Rockies and then pitching in course half the time. Uh, you know, it's like yeah. when you get picked up by the Rockies, you pick up with the Nash, you pick some of these teams. It, it, sometimes it's yeah. tough uh, to get any traction going here. So under on Chris Flexen is our pitcher prop of the day. Remember, if you want to see all of the goodies at Outlier, you can outlier.bet slash professor. That link's also in the show description they integrate seamlessly with the big four domestic sports books allowing you to just click on things uh make the bets etc it's it's a it's a fantastic integration in my opinion they got a lot of data a lot of trends all sorts of goodies over there again that seven day free trial outlier.bet slash professor or that link in the show description and if you're not playing daily fantasy thrive fantasy is a great spot uh for you to sign up and get some free money today if you haven't already use the promo code sides or the link in the show description for a 100 instant first deposit match up to 250 dollars. you can create a whole lineup of players you just pick a few props and parlay them together and if they win you win they've also got some great new new user uh picks that you can make uh you know usually it's just pick a random pitcher like over half a strikeout or something like that if it's your first time playing so kind of helping you out there getting you going hitting the ground running over there at thrive fantasy uh cousin jared back to this game we haven't talked about it yet total want to get your thoughts on this real quick current total is a nine and a half model projects nine so in that regard, it would be lean under. Are you in, you're, you're an under guy, you know, uh, would you be able to go under nine and a half or is that, it's just a little, I mean, the Rockies offense 
can inspire you yeah. with a lot of confidence, right? But yeah. you know, we all talk about flexing. We don't think that's very good. Uh, where, where's your head at with regards to this total? It should be a warm day in Milwaukee, and that's kind of why the total is, I think, a little bit higher. Yeah. Uh, weather, yeah. weather boost of 6% here, uh, mid-80 degree temperature, projecting the roof to be open. Yeah. I think I would lean under because I kind of agree with what you just talked about with Flexen and the, the pitcher prop there, that he may not be in the game for a terribly long amount of time. And Rocky's bullpen is very not good, but are they any worse than Chris, Chris Flexen? I, no. I, I don't think so. And, and so I think that maybe the Brewers get a few runs early here and then you go to the Rockies bullpen and maybe this game ends up being like, I don't know, six to two or something like that. Shockingly enough, the Rockies bullpen grade is a 104. I mean, that's that's it's not bad. Better, that's a lot better than I would have thought. Yeah. It's it's like the the one shining spot of, of the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, I think other than Freeland, Freeland's been a good pitcher. He, he has had a, some injury issues this year, but he's been a solid pitcher. Marquez was you know supposed to be the ace, and of course he's been yeah. out for a chunk of the season. So uh, yep. not a lot of bright spots for the Rockies. That bullpen though hasn't been that bad. He got some decent arms in it. Uh, maybe they should have traded some of those away at the deadline for prospects. Yeah, yeah. Pour one out for us not getting to back Herman Marquez this year. One of the guys who seems like he kind of knew how to pitch at Coors. Yeah, uh, and, and he was always enjoyable to back. So yeah, that's that's yeah. That. Uh, speaking of pouring one out, wow, what a wild one here uh, Tuesday sure. night in Baltimore yeah. with the Astros and the Orioles. Uh, yeah. Bautista giving up almost as many earned runs in one inning or one two thirds of an inning as he yeah. has all season. Entering the, entering the night five gives up four to the Ashes, a grand slam to Tucker right after Jordan just misses one. Uh, yeah. I, we were, I was watching her and my parents, and, and we talked about it from the very start. You could tell he did not have his location. Uh, first batter faces uh, John Singleton making his triumphant return to the Astros. Just like we all predicted uh, for all these years. We held yeah. out hope. Um, no, yeah. we didn't. Um, Six-pitch six walk, uh, four not even close pitches, one that was a ball that, that – wasn't really that close. That was called a strike, and the only strike was right down the middle. You could tell he had no idea where it was. He threw a pitch probably about 40 feet. I'm not sure I've ever seen a pitch go that short. He threw it well into the grass, and uh, just what a wild ending there. Mm -hmm. Definitely of note, the reason I say this, of note, he threw like 30 pitches. Uh, good chance he's not available on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. I'm not sure it matters a ton. The Orioles' bullpen is really good, really deep. So that's not going to really affect the handicap that much. Uh, it, it, the, the difference between him and some of those, as good as he's been, as good as he's been, we would never have projected him to be that good going forward. Right. Uh, and the guy, as as good as he's been, it's just it's it's hard to continue that level, and that's exactly what we saw here. Giving up the grand slam to Tucker, you're going to have some off nights. The other, some of those other deep guys, late guys in the bullpen, are really good at just a notch behind him. So it's a, just a small, if anything, adjustment to the handicap. The bigger issue for the Astros, much more than the issue of Bautista and the Orioles, is the starting pitching matchup. It's relatively close according to sideline, but Jack Flaherty. It feels like he's looking better and better each start. It was looking like he was starting to kind of pick it up for the Cardinals. Now well below or better than average. Uh, according to Sideline, that last start looked really good. Christian Javier going the other direction. I mean, a guy who we had really high hopes for as Astros fans. It just it hasn't looked good, especially early on in the season. The results were there, but I kept saying the underlying metrics were really discouraging in the last couple months. That's exactly how it's played out. Those underlying metrics have just really brought him down even more. According to the model, it's a relatively even matchup, but the like 
Javier's got an XFIP over five. I mean, his ERA keeps climbing. Even even without Bautista, this Orioles bullpen is still better than the Astros bullpen. The Astros offense is probably a little bit better, but the game's in Baltimore. According to the model, Orioles win this 56% of the time. The correct price should be minus 128. So this just sneaks into a B grade at minus 120. If it were to get down to minus 110 or better, that would be the A grade. Still a B grade on the Orioles. I, I never love fading my team, but I just cannot back Christian Javier against Jack Flaherty when this is a home game for the Orioles. Uh, at a price like this, this price seems really short. I don't know what what your thought is on on that cousin Jared. Uh, Yeah. I like Faden Javier here. Um, He has just been getting too much respect with how he's been pitching. Everybody wants to go back to how he's played in the playoffs the past uh, couple of seasons. It's really easy to get caught up on that. I, as an Astros fan, I will admit that, but that is, he has not been the same guy this season. Uh, and then you look at the the bullpen as well. The Orioles, kind of any way you, you slice and dice it, the Orioles have a better better bullpen than, than yeah. the Astros do. So I think, in my opinion, pitching every way in this game favors the Orioles. And the yeah. Orioles, yeah, if you look at their offensive projections, they're they're not the best in the world. But at the same time, I feel like they've been overperforming those projections yeah. all season. So to me, this this seems pretty easy. I, I really like the price on the Orioles here at, yeah. at home with an, an edge in the pitching department every way you slice it. Yeah, it's 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 a B grade. Uh, you know, we kind of blindly back the A grades and and they carry us. The B grades, we, B and C grades, we get a little more selective on. Uh, but this is definitely one I think should be part of your uh, portfolio here. Uh, I, I know the models is minus one twenty eight. Personally, I feel like this should be like minus one forty or something like that. Maybe even closer, mm-hmm. maybe up towards minus one fifty. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't have a lot of faith in Javier. I haven't liked what I've seen from him. I like the direction that Flaherty's going. I, I think that the models probably the models built to look at on average, how should we assess a pitcher? And we should use some of his recent data and some of his previous data and some of his last year data, et cetera. And that whole, you know, all the data that we have, we should use. It, it, it can't for each pitcher know the exact right ratio. In fact, because Jared, we were talking about this in our, in our group chat here yeah. uh, with call triple. I was trying to figure out exactly how to weight some of these position groups. And you made the comment, you know, Hey, tight ends not important for so many offenses, but then you got a guy like Kyle Pitts, how yeah. that, how, you know, he's going to play a little bit different. It's the same thing here. Like when I look specifically at Javier, I don't, I don't see why you shouldn't use no. what's happened more recently, a little bit heavier with Flaherty, same thing, a little bit heavier. And if that's the case, the difference between these starting pitchers is bigger than the model realizes. Unfortunately no. for us as Astros fans, I think this price should be a lot higher. Uh, no. Total in this game is nine. Model says 9.7. Uh, would you go over nine? I'm also wondering about the first five. Uh, with Javier, he's given up a bunch of crooked numbers. No mm-hmm. first five market out yet, but the model does project 5.3 for the first five. So mm-hmm. I'm presuming you'd be able to get something like four and a half. Yeah. Uh, would, would, would either one of those entice you? So which one would you like more? I would like the first five over more if I could get it something like four and a half because um, just kind of like, like we mentioned, Javier has not been doing very well. And then my concern with the full game total is if you get to that Orioles bullpen, it's possible that they give up no runs like seventh, eighth, and ninth inning depending on how yeah. it plays out. So uh, yeah, definitely I would prefer the first five over to the full game over. Yeah, it doesn't mean the Orioles bullpen can't give up runs, but you don't expect a repeat of what yeah. happened on yeah. Tuesday to happen again on Wednesday. If if they're up late, you kind of expect them to shut the door. Um, yeah, which and, and I know there's there's questions about the availability uh, of some of the Orioles bullpen, um, but they have the best top three 
bullpen in baseball. Uh, I'm, I mean, when you talk about the first three or four guys, I mean, it's really they're all they're all really, and that's why I said it's it's like if you had multiple, if they had you know play the Rays in a series and they used all three of their guys, you know, <laughs> every game of the series, and then you went to the next game, and you were like the whole back half of the bullpen is out, yeah, right? Yeah. That matters, but they've got so much depth, so many good relievers. Yeah. Uh, Orioles here, just a really smart pick. And I'm like you, I like that first five over a little bit better. I'm curious to see what the numbers, what the odds are. That'll probably be an official pick for us tomorrow, but since it's not out yet, cannot guarantee it. But I think over would definitely be the way I would look in this one. Weather-wise, it should be mid to low 70s, slight breeze blowing out, slightly hitter-friendly ballpark, uh, minor boost to the to the runs with the weather. So uh, favorable conditions for runs. And again, uh, the Orioles could put up crooked numbers in a hurry, especially off a guy like Javier, uh, unfortunately. Uh, last thought here on Javier. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this or not. We see constantly guys who throw a ton of innings one year, throw more innings than they've usually thrown, uh, struggle the next year. Uh, Alcantara being a great example, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Go, go down the list. There's a ton of my, I, I personally, I, I think that's what's how Javier's problem is. I think he'll be fine next year. I just think last year upped his innings. He threw so many innings, so many high pressure innings. He was great. The back half of the regular season into the playoffs. And yeah. we see it time and time again, it makes it tougher for the next year. And so I, I think personally that's it. And I don't think that's going to get solved this year. I think it'll get solved next year. That'd be my two cents on him. Yeah, you know, as much as I like to throw stones at Dusty Baker, it's almost like he knew what he was doing all those seasons when he was like, yeah, we're going to use Javier as a long relief guy. We're going to piggyback him with with people. And it's almost like he knew what he was doing because this season hasn't gone as fun. But I agree with you. Yeah. I think he'll be fine going forward. Yeah, and, and well, then, since you made that comment, I, I will have to say, if you used Javier in that role, he would be fantastic at it. I think he was fantastic at it. The reason I think we all wanted to start was because the Astros didn't have five good starters. Yeah, and yeah. so it became that situation. If they had five good starters, sure, it'd be fine. But uh, they've yeah. had so many issues, obviously, with starting pitching this year. Uh, yeah. enough about them. Padres, Mariners, again, we're, we're pulling for the Mariners here. They're holding on right now uh, to, uh, by the hair of their chinny chin chin, two to nothing. Hopefully, they yeah. get us an A grade winner on Tuesday, uh, playing the Padres here on Wednesday. It'll be a pitching matchup between Hugh Darvish and Brian Wu. Uh, Wu's a guy we've talked a lot about, right? ERA inflated from that first start still against uh, the Rangers. Things didn't go well for him there. Underlying metrics are just ERA should be around four. Pretty league average pitcher, I think. And a guy I've long talked about, we backed him last time, I'm pretty sure successfully. Uh, If you can give him five, six innings, great. If not, the Mariners have a fantastic bullpen and a ton of arms. That's why they were able to trade their closer and and not really see much of a dent to their rating because they have so many good arms. Uh, So they don't really need him to be great. And that gives them a little bit of advantage. Padres um, with you, Darvish. You, Darvish, I feel like has been a roller coaster this year. Maybe you have a different opinion of him, but I feel like he's just been all over the map this year. Uh, definitely the better pitcher, better than that 441 ERA, uh, but that's really the main area that the Padres would have an edge. I think this is a coin toss game since it's in Seattle. I think Padres offense probably a little bit better, but also very disappointing, not drastically different than how disappointing the Mariners offense has been. Mariners with a better bullpen, Padres better starting pitcher, games in Seattle, I don't know. Seems like a coin toss model agrees as the Mariners win 49% of the time and that they should be at plus 102. We're going to grab them at plus 110, which is a B grade. If it gets up to plus 118, that would be an A grade. Another B grade here that I think is worthy of an investment. So because you got decent plus odds in the game, I have no idea what's going to happen in, especially with Darvish, especially with the Padres, especially with the Mariners. Yeah. Uh, just give me plus odds. Uh, cousin Jared, what do you got? So what I would say then is I agree. You Darvish has been a roller coaster. I just like, and it's funny because no matter where this game is played, I feel like I am prioritizing 
uh, teams that could pitch well and play good defense because both of these parks would have both made these parks, yeah, yeah, would have made a yeah. low, low scoring affair. Um, I know we, we may touch on the total later. I, I'm kind of shocked mm-hmm. that this is projecting to be eight eight runs in this game. That's yeah. probably more than than I would have anticipated. But yeah, I completely agree. Just take the plus one ten. It feels like a weird game. I, I think that Wu's actually like I'm just kind of surprised his ratings one oh six. Like I, I figured it would have been closer to hundred or something like I, that. I agree. I think I think he's I think he's closer. He's getting a little bit of a ding on that rating. So <laughs> this is where let's take a peek under the hood, ladies and gentlemen. Uh professor's corner right here. The rating that you see in the sheet is the rating that looks at his uh, projection combined with his inning projection. He gets a little bit of a ding because he's not projected to go deep. His rating is closer to league average if you just look at the runs allowed on a neutral park projection. So that's where his gets a little bit of a ding. And that's actually where Darvish's gets a little bit of a boost because he's projected to go a little bit deeper because he's been a guy that historically is more consistent and able to get you over six innings uh, relative to the average starter. Not that he's been a guy, not that he's been Justin Verlander, Matt Scherzer, right? But he's been a guy that's more consistent with the innings. So uh, I I think under the hood, I think you're right. I, I think his it's a little bit closer to league average. It just he, he his rating gets a little bit worse on on what I display because of the innings. But again, it's it's where this is where uh, this is where knowing the model and hopefully I can I can share these things with you helps. Uh, in my opinion, the fact that the Mariners bullpen is so good that doesn't actually hurt him uh, or the Mariners like it would a different team. If he played for the Nats, if he played for the right whoever's or for you know even the Padres, right? The fact that he can't go as deep matters because you're getting that bullpen earlier, but uh, I don't think it really matters here because the Mariners' bullpen is so good. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I just feel like if you had fa- – and, and I know this probably isn't factual, but I feel like you, if you had faded the Padres all season at plus odds, you, you might be doing decent. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, you'd be doing – 100% you'd be doing well with how, with how disappointing yeah. they've been. Uh, yeah. Total in this game is 8.5. Model projects 7.9. I would definitely lean under – uh, 100% on that one. The question, of course, are you playing under eight and a half or do you need the push protection nope. on the nine for this one? Nope. I'll play under eight and a half. Why is this total eight and a half? Why books are you making this total eight and a half? I, I can't tell you that. I don't work for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can tell you why sideline projects 7.9. Uh, a little bit of the fact that the Padres offense still above average. Uh, Padres bullpen yeah. can be kind of questionable. Uh, Padres bullpen might be even a little questionable after a bullpen game. So something to keep mm-hmm. in mind uh, there as well. Uh, Darvish and Wu being roller coasters, but that park, uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a chilly night in Seattle. We're talking about yeah. 60 degrees. So if they open that roof at 60 degree temperatures, the ball's not going to fly. If they close the roof, the ball's not going to fly. Right. It's, it's, yeah. I don't know if it's open or closed, but it, it's just, it should be a situation where I, I'm like you, I, it yeah. feels a little bit high. I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning under. I just don't know if I can pull the trigger or not. I might go first five under just because as much as I love the Mariners bullpen, I just, the Padres bullpen just terrifies me. Yeah, and, and but the other thing with the Mariners' offense is like they they can be fine at times, but then when they get struck out, yeah, yeah, I mean it, it goes south fast. So uh, yeah. yeah, I think I, I I think I like the under eight and a half, but completely agree with you. To first five, this would be another one kind of like looking at the Astros. Uh, or was it the Astros game? I think yeah, yeah Astros going, going yeah, over Astros, the first going five. over. Yeah, I think this one might go under. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but same same idea. We're looking at the first five market. Yeah. Uh, might be worth your time. Uh, that's all we've got then for this show, cousin Jared. Uh, parting words for people getting to watch a full day slate of baseball. Yeah, we won't. We don't want to get too far off on this, but during the week zero college football show, we have to address all the conference realignment stuff, right? Like how far <sighs> off? 
how far off topic are well, we going to go on that? Um, we we'll have we'll have less to talk about because there's fewer games. So I mean, I guess we could really uh, just yeah. let loose with with that crazy discussion. Yeah, yeah the, the fact that now it's now it's SMU may, might go to the a- ACC, which makes way yeah. more sense, I guess, than than Cal and Stanford at least. Um, yeah, but but who knows. Um, yeah, I completely wasn't paying attention at church on Sunday uh, during the sermon because I was thinking about Navy and Notre Dame and, and where I think the total should be placed on, on that game. So we're getting close to college football season for sure. Can't wait for San Diego State and Ohio. Uh, that one's going to be I'm looking forward to that one. Zero. Yeah. That one's going to be a great one, yes. We are in the, the player – the player-based models coming along. I kind of have yeah. the first little bits today using last year's data. So I haven't got this year's rosters yet, but using last year's, I kind of have a little bit of a way to project totals, uh, account for injuries a little bit better than we've done before. So I, I, I think some really good improvements that I'm, I'm excited about been working here these last couple of weeks. Uh, now that, now that we've gotten to August, uh, a lot of, a lot of data, a lot of coding, uh, it's, but it's, it's been, it's been good stuff. So yeah. I think we're uh first show is like week and a half away. So doesn't seem possible, but here we are. It doesn't, but if, if, you, if you're looking forward to college football, we got that. And we got NFL content coming uh, yeah. shortly after that because, uh, Jared, you and I will be doing the college football show. Uh, Jake yeah. will be doing the NFL show with me. Yeah. Uh, I'll be a couple weeks behind. Uh, but, yeah, that's all we've got then for this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more sports betting content. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.